Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. My guests today are bringing the Cuban flavor they grew up with and putting their gnarly twist to it. Please welcome the owners of Gnarly Cuban, Marley and Nina. What's going on, ladies? Hola, hola. Hola, hola. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad I got a chance to get to sit down and have lunch with both of you today. Honestly, I'm happy to have a chance to sit down <laughs> and and yeah, and think of lunch too, yeah, right? Because sometimes yeah. you don't have time to have lunch. That That is correct. And speaking of that, what is your favorite sandwich or lunch? What do you guys, uh, what's your go-to? Okay. So I definitely was like, when I heard that you asked that, I was like, okay, I need to know my favorite sandwich. <laughs> And then I was like, I'm going to say a hot dog just for the hell of it. But we all know how you feel about the hot dog. And then I was like, I'm going. It's coming at me hard. (laughs) (laughs) We're just starting off really nicely here. we're just starting off good. Um, I'm going to go with either a croqueta preparada. Okay. Or a club sandwich. I have like a Cuban and I have like an American. Okay. You know? Nina, what about you? Uh, for me, I really enjoy like a good everything bagel. And I used to get an everything bagel with cheese with a slice of tomato on the inside. Oh, nice. Uh, it's okay. so good. And is the tomato, and we're going to go back to the propeller. Don't worry about that. The tomato, is the tomato seasoned? Like, do you they just put, like a red sliced tomato? I don't know if it's seasoned, okay. I guess. I'm just kind of curious because I know okay. sometimes, like, I don't know, I've started now to the point where I do, like, when I do tomato, like a BLT, like, I put a little salt, a little, little salt pepper, pepper. Every, you got to season that all. Everything's got to get some seasoning up in yeah, there. Yeah, everything. Um, I think are, now that you're like an adult and you have a choice, you're like, you know, I'm going to spice it up a little yeah, bit. Got to live. Sodium any other time. I got to live. <laughs> so, okay, first, so tell people a little bit of what a croqueta preparada is. Because they don't, True. they won't know what that is. So, and then okay. we're gonna, then from there we'll lean into what gnarly Cuban is and, and all of that. Okay, so a croqueta preparada is basically a sandwich. Okay, so it's it's between two breads. You have the croquetas, which almost has like a potato consistency on the inside, and they're deep fried. It could be ham, or I guess it could be of whatever you'd like to make it. I prefer ham, and you smash them in between the two buns or bread slices, and I don't know. I guess you can add like lettuce, tomato, a little bit of mayo, honey mustard. Some people do a lot of times if you go to like a Cuban restaurant, they'll yeah. do like they'll do a ham. They'll still do like the ham, like the I cheese mm-hmm. and they'll do uh, and they'll do some croquetas like yeah. I do when I order a Cuban sandwich, I will put the croquetas inside of it. Delicious. And I call it the el cubano, el ultimo cubano is el what I call it. The sure. ultimate Cuban, because that's like all the flavors right there. And then they, that, that way, great. when they smash it. You got the Cuban, the, the croqueta added the extra ham on a it. crispiness. Yes. Wow. You got that fried. Because literally that's what it is. It's like a fried. It's just fried goodness. Damn, right. you just put is me what on. it is. I'm going to order that next. I'll be like, can I get two croquetas on yep. the side? That's how you do it. No, no. You say you put them inside. Oh, just okay. do it You put them inside and you squish it down when they press it. And then, uh, but Sounds yeah. Sounds like a collaboration. Mm, I love it. I like I'm, it. I'm down for that. Okay. Uh, okay. So tell people about the Gnarly Cuban. Tell people, like if someone says, hey, what's the Gnarly Cuban when they see you guys? The gnarly Cuban, I feel like the gnarly Cuban is a little bit of everything, but it's also a very Cuban, very gnarly, very conversational. I will definitely say that. And I don't know, it's like your modern, traditional take on authentic Cuban food, for sure. I want people to tell me that it tastes like their grandma's cooking, but at the same time, too, I want everyone to feel like welcome. So I feel like the gnarly Cuban is a little bit of everything. Right. What about you, Nina? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we pride ourselves in having very authentic flavors like our grandmother always used to do for us. You know, you would come home and grandma had this big and like tasty meal, especially if you had like a bad day or a hard day. And yeah. it just was very hearty very and very homey. Um, so I think we like to provide a space for people to enjoy a homey meal, but also feel like they're at home where she says conversational. We have a lot of, uh, you know, of our customers that come around and they just want to enjoy un cafecito, a gnarly Cuban empanada and just to talk like and and, you know, you just want to feel at home sometimes somewhere. And I think the gnarly Cuban is that for a lot of people. Yeah. So so just a few things to kind of drive home an idea of what it is. So you guys do Cuban coffee. Yes. You have you have iced and hot. Iced and hot. You have cafe con leche as well. Ice. We also have options. You so. have yes, and that's one thing that and that's the part where I feel like that's like the gnarly yeah. and the right. twisted version Absolutely. of it. Absolutely gnarly twist because I feel like now that we're older, we need options, right? Because when you grow up, especially growing up Cuban, like all you know is whole milk. Whole milk. And I don't know, it never affected you when you were younger. But now that you're 30, I'm like, I need some oat milk in my life. And I feel like this may sound biased, but 
let's just put it out there that oat milk is the best to go with your Cuban coffee. <laughs> it's sure. not almond milk. It's not soy, soy milk. It's none of those. It has to be like oat milk because it's creamy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell the difference. And it doesn't like change the flavor, right? Like almond milk yes. would totally change the flavor. Mm-hmm. But you know, Marley, Chef Marley also does, you know, uh, black bean croqueta sometimes. Yes. Our jackfruit ropa vieja empanada mm-hmm. is really to die for it looks like steak tastes like steak but now you have another vegan or vegetarian option that you can pick from we do gluten-free as well which definitely makes it gnarly like you know correct. anybody is allowed correct. to come here that's and eat. that's the Nobody's twist like that's the twist everyone. of it like as my grandma would say like you can never deny a plate of food to someone so i'm like if you come to the gnarly cuban like you're gonna have something to eat whether it's yep. gluten-free fried home coffee pastelitos yeah. so Come eat some food, some yeah. authentic Cuban food. And I would describe, I would at least describe it as if you were to go, so it, like, and obviously for folks that are not from, you know, Cuban or from South Florida, you guys kind of bring almost like a pop-up version of going to the little cafe that you would find when you would find somewhere in Miami mm-hmm. and you would get like, oh, I want a cafecito. I want a little coffee. Yes. I want a, I want an empanada. I want a pastry. I want like, you know. I want this box of goodies. Correct. You know, just yeah. or a bag like, of goodies to take home. Or you want like a rice right? box. Exactly. You got it like to go. Exactly. I think that's what we mostly say. I want to like, feed the whole house when I get home. And you know, you exactly. have all these options and things and sauces and drinks and like you just had breakfast, lunch and dinner ready to go in a bag. Yep. No, exactly. So what made you guys, so one, the name Gnarly, where did the name Gnarly Cuban come from? I was texting with my friend and I'm like, you know, I'm going to create this uh, brand. I was like, you know what? We're going to do Cuban food. I'm like, but I don't want it to be too Cuban where like it's in Spanish and then like my American friends don't feel welcome because everybody has walked into a Cuban cafe Mm -hmm. and felt super out of place (laughs) because the viejitos are looking at you hard. (laughs) And I also didn't want it to be too American because I still wanted people to know that it was Cuban food. And I've used the word gnarly all of the time. I'm also notorious for gnarly Marley. People like meet me and they're like, she's so gnarly. And I'm like, I guess. And then they meet me and they're like, Marley? And I'm like... Yeah, okay, I get it. It works. (laughs) But I don't know. I was texting with my friend. I was like, I want it to be gnarly and I want it to be Cuban. And she's like, what about the gnarly Cuban? And I'm like, I guess you're right. That sounds perfect. That sounds like that's a go. I also wanted to make sure I didn't have to rebrand. I felt like the gnarly Cuban can be anything. You could be the gnarly Cuban. I'm the gnarly Cuban. I don't know. Anyone could really be a gnarly Cuban. Yeah. And I don't know. It's kind of universal, right? I love it's it. It's an awesome name. It's also no. very masculine. That's what I wanted to. I wanted to be like dominant. Okay. People thought we were men. Yeah. At first, did. people. They like, would come to it. the pop up and they would assume that They're men like, oh, would be behind the table. Oh, really? They're like, oh, or your family members own this? And we're like, what? No. We're old enough yeah. to have this ourselves. Like, yeah, this is this totally is ours. And yeah. I just, yeah, I've had conversations and they're like, wow, I was expecting to speak to a man. Yeah. I'm like, seriously? Well, here really? I am. <laughs> I'm dominating. Right? Yeah. Here's where it is. Um, one of the questions that I, you know, one, for one, I do love the fact that you do provide the whole options of the idea of the gluten-free and the vegan options, because yeah. I do think that um, it gives people who are gluten-free or vegan the option to actually be able to try those mm-hmm. flavors. Yep. Um, and also, obviously, it's very, you know, super popular. I think I the, think, I don't yeah. know if you saw the food truck race most recently. Oh, we oh did. The yes. girls that won. So Our favorite. Yeah. Shout out we Senorita. Yeah, yeah, we want to go out there just to go try some of her yeah. food because yeah. we loved watching her, you know, succeed. It and it was just a truck full of women. So yeah. it was really yeah. cool to see when, you know, we kind of go through some of the similar struggles and stuff right. like that, too. It was nice to cool. see, too, like how many handmade things go into doing Cuban food. Not saying that other other cuisines don't do handmade things, but I guess like, I don't know, being Cuban, you never ate anything frozen growing up. Like mm-hmm. your grandma was making everything from scratch. And I think also just educating people on knowing that just because it's Latin doesn't mean it can't be healthy, right? Because some people just assume Latin food is always going to be fried. I can't eat here because everything has pork. And that's actually false because a lot of the things that we make, yuca and mojo, that's vegan, right? And, and gluten-free. Beans, it's also vegan and gluten-free. So mm-hmm. I think I like to have good vegan options as well because i feel like i like to prove a point i like people to be like wow i can't believe i just ate this ropa vieja and i didn't even know it was jackfruit because you look at it and you're like did you just give me meat and i'm like no it's vegan but it's delicious it has sofrito y sabon oh i love it (laughs) um you talk a lot about the idea of your of grandmas and family and i grew up the same way being cuban and so i'm curious because 
I've cooked with my family before. I've cooked with my abuelita. Well, I saw my abuelita cook, and I've also cooked with my mom. Right. How the heck did you guys figure out recipes? Because when you cook with them, they don't cook with, oh, it's half a cup of this and it's that. It's <laughs> un poquitico de esto. Oh, no, no. Add a little more here. Right. And then you're like, well, how the hell, how do you write that down? So how did you guys like come up with like the recipes? Obviously, I know you're, they were inspired, but like, how did you come up with like the foundation part of the recipe of like the picadillo and stuff like that or a pastelitos and yeah. stuff like that? Um, I will say that I always, I was always in the kitchen watching my grandmother cook. I also spent a lot of time with my grandmother. Um, I do all of the cooking. So, um, I think for me, it was just knowing that eventually I wasn't going to have someone to make all of the things that were my favorite. And I'm like, okay. And I, I remember every single scent in my house. Um, so I work off of like my other senses as opposed to tasting things. Cause I'm like, damn, I cook all day. So like me tasting things, I'm like, I don't want to eat any of these things, Correct. but I can smell them. And they just, they remind me of like the best memory of being in the kitchen with her. So my recipes actually, I didn't have any culinary experience or anything. Um, but I always knew what it smelled like. And I don't know, I was always curious to know, like, how does she make all these things? And like, how is it all by hand? And how is it always ready by <laughs> two o'clock when I get home from school? How do I have this like plate of food? Perfect. Um, and now I kind of cook by scent. Um, I, I feel like I add flavor and I think I also cook with a lot of love. I will say I feel like love is such a key in just food, but Cuban cuisine especially because we cook with so much passion. It's also one of the things that people take for granted food the most. And I don't know, but when you're from Cuba, you don't get to eat. I don't know. You don't get to eat pizza in Cuba. Something as simple as pizza, you know? And I feel like I appreciate food a lot more than, I don't know, than most people, in my opinion. I feel like people are like, wow, food is so good. But I'm like, wow, food is like a staple like you need food and i don't know food brings people together so i think my recipes definitely come from love and just scent i like to smell things and i feel like that smells just right my grandma doesn't share her recipes with me she won't because she says that i'm gonna have to hire people and i'm gonna give them the recipes and then they're gonna take them and what is she gonna do and i'm like dude it has nothing to do with that i'm like you know eventually i'm gonna need help in the kitchen cooking Cause you know she's she. There's ways there's ways around that by the yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, especially if you listen to uh, Steve from Gideon's. He, oh. Uh, okay. That's some interesting nice. interesting. He he's like next level where like NDAs are signed oh, and sure. things like True. that. It's pretty intense. I think um, I definitely want to go into that, but I guess like it's always like a fine line between like telling someone like, hey. I don't trust you, but I trust you enough to Correct. be here, you know? So Correct. I guess just yeah. finding like the good wording to be like, this is mine, but it could be yours, well, but it's ours. What he actually does is stuff is um, he uses companies for like the mixes of things oh, and nice. they're done in like parts. Right. So oh. only one place does this part and then this, and then you just Separate add everything. And then you you put just it literally add like you're adding eggs and you're adding man. this and then that's it. That's it. That's right. awesome. So like the recipes are his, like when he dies, that's it. No that's one it. gets Gideon cookies. So that's it. It's Saca over. Lo que se what favorite Cuban food? What's like your favorite? Like what's your go-to? I'll go with like favorite, you know, cause obviously that's a very generic uh, answer yeah. question. Mm-hmm. But, and the reason I'm doing it is generic because Sometimes you can just be as simple as a croqueta and that's all you want. Yeah. So do you guys have a favorite, like always, like I'm always getting this or like if you go to a, like if you go to your, if you're go to your grandmother's and you're going to eat at your family's and you're like, you and they say, ¿Qué quieres comer? what do you want to eat? What's like your go-to that you usually have? My go-to is fricase de pollo, okay. which is basically a chicken stew. Chicken fricase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chicken fricase. And it has potatoes, olives, carrots super seasoned with some white rice and mm-hmm. some green fried plantains some tostones mm-hmm. a1 oh and like a green tomato on the side okay because that was like the cuban salad a green tomato with like some olive oil some mm-hmm. vinegar and salt but like or aguacate which is avocado just basically chopped up avocado with a little bit of oil that's and it. salt and that's it, Call it a day. nina what you got what's yours mine is honestly like black beans if they're from your grandmother you know that like that's the, o- the only place you can get them to taste like that is at grandma's house mm-hmm. so like me i can have a nice bowl of like black beans with a little bit of rice a little bit of cilantro and some white onion 
onions and I am ready to go. And I Always guess it's ve- I guess way. we never realized that those were like vegan vegetarian options too. Yeah. yeah. Um and then I know you We've said We've been vegan forever. Boy, yeah, I guess so. We just <laughs> never knew it. Um and then also like a good carne con papa, which is pretty much the same as the fricasse de pollo, but it's a beef stew yeah. um with potatoes, with olives, a lot of juices. Ugh, mm-hmm. It's just it's very warm and hearty for sure. I love something sure. saucy with some white rice yes. mm-hmm. and a banana. Yeah, because then you can grab the sauce the and you sauce. put it on the right rice. On mm. Yeah, and on the food. Oh yeah. I was going to say the tostones or a banana. Like mm. everyone should try that. Oh, just if like a regular guys, yellow yeah. banana. banana and then slice you do like I do like little slices. We were so, going to yeah. bring those to like our pop-ups, but I was like, I'm not sure if we people really understand people. that idea just yet. So. And also like, I don't know, bananas go bad quickly. Like how many bananas can I eat? All right. the banana bread. Yeah, you could do you banana know? bread. True. Yeah. My go-to when I go to a restaurant, if I go to a restaurant, because I know it takes a lot of time to make, yes. is bitem panisado mm. with rice and black beans. Yes. With like, like onions? Yes. Oh, okay. And it, because a breaded steak, like I've had my mom make it and I just feel like I feel horrible because it's like a lot of work and <laughs> it it's a lot of frying and it's a lot of everything. Yeah. So because of that, I'm like, I don't. But if not, I got my go-to and my the go-to's in our house because since my mom now lives nearby nice. and my daughter's now learning to cook with her. Wow. So cool. she actually is like writing down stuff. Nice. She like, like she basically just learned how to make a rock con pollo. Qué rico. Um, with some to, beer. Your daughter yeah. just learned how to make that? Yeah. She oh, learned how to make a rock cool. con pollo. And then like the one we're going to try to do now for Christmas because I want my I want to learn how to make like lechon. Mm. I want to know how to make pork, and I want to know how my mom makes it in the oven because I've seen it large scale, yes. but I want a smaller version smaller of it version. that I can actually do. And like even though I love to cook, I've never I don't I don't know what it is. I don't mess with it because you're almost I, scared to do it. Correct. I don't want to do a disservice, right. and I'm like, yes. well, why would I do it if I could just have my mom do it? Right. But then though. at the same time, I'm like, and then so I told my daughter, I was like, listen, you love to cook. I'm like you. We it was like one week, and she spent a week with my my parents. And I said, you need to tell you know tell Abby what yeah, you love right. and what you love to eat. And one of them was had wasn't even anything Cuban because I grew up. I mean, I was like I tell people I'm like the whitest piece of Cuban bread. <laughs> like my parents, my parents would eat. Um, like we would have, my mom would work a full-time job. My dad, my mom and dad worked full-time jobs and I still had like lasagna made and ravioli and like we had all this stuff made and then we would make Cuban food too. But it was like, we always had these meals and I laugh because like my parents laugh at me when I tell them like, oh, we're going to have burgers for dinner. And they're like, burgers. So that's that's lunch. (laughs) Like we don't eat that for dinner. That's like a lunch. That's like a lunch. And same thing with sandwiches like that. And I think that's the reason why I fell in love with sandwiches is because I didn't get to eat them. I didn't get to eat as often as I wanted them. Right. I was just like, man, these are delicious. Once you turn into an adult and you have a choice, you're like, wow, all these different all these American, American all options. These options. I can actually eat. Pizza bagels, these are fantastic. <laughs> well, you also can't eat rice every day after That's a certain correct. point, you know? Yep. I don't know, I'm 30 now. Which for them, they, they that was a big thing. Everyone yeah. would eat rice all the time. Yeah. I mean, I've done, I've we've tweaked now where we do rice cauliflower. We'll do cauliflower oh, rice with black beans. That's a good and idea. And just do the black good. bean on top and then you don't even realize right. it. And it hides, and if you cook the the cauliflower rice right, Correct, right. that's the key. Or if the beans are right, that's and all you the need. Beans, good yeah. beans. Also, definitely. I'll eat beans by themselves. We'll definitely like mm-hmm. a black bean soup. Oh, oh yeah, with so nothing good. Else. It's delicious. Just mm. cilantro. But I think that's true. I think I hesitated making my pork for so long. So when we first started, my grandma used to do it, and I was like, "Oh, my grandma's the only person that can do bitnin." Until one day, I realized I had to make eight pork shoulders, and I'm like, "Okay, she's not going to be able to do this, and she probably can't help me forever." And one day, I think also too, one thing that I learned, and I guess I can give you this as a tip too, is yeah. that even though I season it Cuban, I cook it like low and slow, kind of like barbecue style. Yeah. So I think for me, like the sweet spot is like 280 for like 10 to 12 hours, depending on how large it is. I like it. it. It's like, like butter. butter. You can literally pull the bone right out of I the center that. and then it I just melts. That. Well, because my grandma was like, do it for 350 for four hours and i was like shit this thing is dry as hell yeah. i'm like no wonder i never liked really eating it growing up but yeah. now i'm like as long as i can pull the it's whole like shoulder out and it's buttery mm-hmm. perfection Con sofrito y un poco de as long agua. as you have enough sofrito and it's like you know well made yeah that's all you, need you cut the skin yeah and you make like a whole pocket the pocket is really to hold sofrito correct and then you stab yep. it that's where I get that's where you stab it and you shove you, you shove it all in you shove in all there. the garlic and mm-hmm. everything inside yeah, of it and then at the end you put a little bit of vinegar on top mm-hmm. and then you get that crackle of the, the little skin, skin crackle i'm hungry oh man i'm hungry <laughs> when you make it though you have to invite me i'm a taste tester okay I'll let I'll, if it if it's legit enough. I've my friends have all asked me before because all my American friends are like, "When are you gonna make a roasted pig?" And I was nice. like, 
dude, it's not like you just go to the store and buy like a because they're like, I want caja china, and yeah. I was like, it doesn't work that. I'm easily. like, no, dude. <laughs> Who's I'm like, dig go the to, hole. Well, that or like the like they want you like the box, the like yeah. you buy the box, and then even that, like you mess that up, like you uh, and there's like a there's a whole art to it. There is there the is. butterfly. I mean, I've done it because my I've helped family do it because I'm like I wanted to learn. Sure. But then after a while, I was like, I ain't, I'm like I'm not buying a 50 work. pound pig and spending like 12 hours making this. Yeah, yeah, you got and you have it like laying flat butterfly in your kitchen table yeah. uh you know and uh, yeah it's insane <laughs> yes. we've had some weird cases like yeah it almost looks like a dead body when you're it trying does, to drag right. it and people look at your neighbor your your white american neighbors yeah, are looking right. going like, uh, who are they dragging and it's like a pig and you're like somebody's drag- coming out of the truck i've actually like, ridden this? in the back of a truck with the dead pig because i we had to go to the matadero which uh-huh. is where you go to like yeah the um, slaughter the yeah. slaughterhouse and yeah. that was always in miami yeah so you already knew i was always the smallest person so we're like her she can go in the back and then the pig will be laying next to me and then you like hear like sorry vegan people but like you hear like the pig dying in like the process and i'm oh like my oh gosh. my god yeah because it's like a whole matadero like they're alive yeah yeah until yeah. they i don't know the crazy Put those places exist right it's mm-hmm. like 10 and traumatized yeah. ptsd it is it is so let's talk about traumatizing we'll talk about we'll meet the traumatizing <laughs> yes. we'll talk let's talk about like i want to know so obviously i want i want to i'm going to ask the question about the good part but i want to know what's the What's the hardest part about the business? Sheesh. Oof. Because before I go this, you yeah. guys do this full time. So just to kind of preface a little bit, because mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of you having to tell your own story, like that much of your whole story, like to the extent, because I do do some research. Yeah. You guys started in 2020. Yes. Right. And it was because you, you lost, you lost your job. Yes. And then it was one of those things that it inspired you. Like, well, I want to do. I want to go do, um, you know, start my own thing. Yeah, we were like, well, what do we know? Well, I guess like for me too, I was like, what do I know how to do best, right? Because I mean, like some people can just pick up like a pen and a pencil and have like a canvas and they drew this whole thing and it was beautiful. I was like, okay, well, the best thing I can do is put some chicken to stew and that shit is delicious. So I'm going to go with the cooking style. Okay. And so I don't know, we started doing deliveries from home at first and I was just, I literally would send a message to every single person in my phone. I would go and they'd be like, wow, I haven't heard from you in like three years. I'm like, hey, you want some food? I'm like, I'll deliver some food. And that's when like food delivery was essential, right? right, During the pandemic. So we had our Uber bags. So we would pretend we were doing Uber. Really, we were just delivering like our own food. food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we kind of started with that. Um, And then, I don't know. And then we were like, okay, we need to make it official and like make like an Instagram and a logo and have the name and, you know, the shebang. And I think I told Nina, I was like, okay, well, are you ready? I'm like, cause like once this like pops off, like there's no going back. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like too, Cuban food is like international. Like everybody knows what the Cuban sandwich is. And I feel like other cuisines, other Latin cuisines, like you do know about Puerto Rican food and Colombian food, but Cuban food, everyone knows white rice, black beans, cafecito, and a Cuban sandwich. And yeah. guava and cream cheese pastry. Sure. I feel Pastelitos. like you don't even have to explain it too much to anybody. Because we do Correct. have a lot of like American people that come. Yeah. But they know what those things are. Maybe they don't know what, you know, and oh, ropa vieja. People love ropa vieja. Yeah. Which is interesting to me sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because yeah. I'm like old clothes. And well, like, yeah. To me, when I used to tell people that's what I would have, like, what would you have for dinner last night? And I was like, oh, ropa vieja. And they're like, what's that? And then I would tell them. And then then they don't understand. And that's the thing. Like, a lot of people don't understand. I'm like, ropa vieja really is like, it's it's like one of the cheapest cuts of meat mm-hmm. and basically like just stewed. cooked and boiled, mm-hmm. yeah. stewed over and over again until it got shredded enough and was lo- and soft enough because yeah. you basically had to tenderize it. You like right. baca frita. Yeah, baca frita. Mm. That's fried. Fried, fried like baca frita fried is baca. amazing. Oh, so yeah, delicious. exactly. So, okay. So going from there, starting that way, doing the pop, doing, you know, the delivery, then you kind of went to do, start doing pop-ups. Yes. So, Give people a little bit of an idea or a little bit of an insight of like what it is to be female owned business, running a business. What is like, because obviously I'm a guy. I mean, I, I don't, I see things. I, I live in a house full of women. So I obviously do have a perspective mm-hmm. of women. I, I'm all about women power and I think they're the kings of the world, queens of the world. But my, so my, I like being here. Thank you. <laughs> so I understand, but I also understand like there's a certain perspectives that we don't, I don't see. And, uh, and whenever I have a female guest, I'm always curious on like what it is that 
Like what are what are we missing? What are we not listening, hearing, or what is the struggle? Because we may have you and I have some similar struggles as small business owners, Correct. but there's other struggles as well. So, yeah. by all means, share with me like the good, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I guess of what of what you know about being the owners of gnarly bar of gnarly Cuban. I think so. We started doing pop ups, and I guess like at first when you've never done a pop up. You're kind of like, wow, this is going to be awesome. I get to sell food, a street vendor. I don't know. Like you're looking forward to doing that, right? Because now you're meeting people. I think for me, it was always talking to people. Everybody always knows that I talk a lot. Like if you've met me, you know, I talk for hours. And it was nice because now I can actually use that skill to like my, like my own, I don't know, like selfish as you would say, right? Because now I'm selfish with it. Like I love talking to people and I'm like, if I can talk to every single person that I feed, I would love to do that. Mm -hmm. And so we started doing pop-ups, which now we're like at pop-up 220. Yeah, something. So we've done like 220 (laughs) pop-ups. That doesn't even count like catering. And And that's since since when of 2020? When when did you guys start doing pop-ups? That was like... The first pop-up I think was September. September. So it was closer to the end of September. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we were delivering to, delivering to our friends and then we did one pop-up and we're like, oh, like, you know, let's get this out to the masses, yeah. right? Because yeah. that's a good way of just, you know, sharing the brand and sharing the food. And then now we can get other people besides our contacts to yeah. eat. And so now we're like, oh, and that's when, you know, COVID started lifting a little bit more and they were starting to do more markets and the breweries were opening and stuff no, like that. No, when we first started, you know, it was kind of normal to see like maybe like 25 people, 30 people. So it was very small. So I think it was a good way to start a business because even though we were doing pop-ups it wasn't as busy as we are now yeah um the first pop-up we ever did it took an hour and 45 minutes to set up we used to bring four tables we used to have aluminum warmers and the sternos and we really were just like wow like this is crazy this is gonna take forever every single time and then you because you guys before you go just to kind of preface as part of this sorry to interrupt like the you guys have to fry and cook all these things because everything yes. is fresh. Yes, so yes, like yes. you have to kind of figure out and that's always a hard part when you're cooking anything is right. like, yeah. well, how do I get everything going and how do I keep it? Because you got like, there's certain things the you want, qualities that you want when you're eating, yeah. you know, Cuban stuff that you want, like you want that like, a little bit of crisp, Correct. you know, and things like that. Yeah. Well, we've also like, it, you know, as we've grown and gone through our markets, we've realized that, you know, we do want our quality to be high quality. We want you to bite into that empanada and you get the crispiness and yeah. you get like the softness as well on the inside, but the heat. So, you know, we have gone, you know, our first couple pop-ups, we had sternos that had the water underneath, you know, yeah. you had to burn the the fire. Uh, but after a couple hours, we would burn holes in our aluminum. And then and my so empanadas our, were like floating. They were soaked. They were wet. soaked. We would and, um, lose so many empanadas after working so wow. hard to stuff yeah. them, to fill them, to fry them to get them there and then to keep them warm and the thing is too is that like people always see us at the pop-up and they're like you guys are so cute selling this food and now you sold that and all these things and i'm like dude yeah but like we just worked eight hours to get here right because if i i think now we can fry like at least like 100 to like 120 an hour when we first started we also started with an air fryer Mm -hmm. and so we used to air fry and it had three shelves So we used to have to switch each shelf out, egg wash them, and then kind of like keep them in rotation. So I think like if we had to fry like 100 empanadas, it would take us like six hours, seven hours just to do that. And I think now we're kind of like, wow, like we work so much more efficient now. Because, you know, now we're like, okay, well, instead of having one fryer, like an air fryer, we need like two fryers going. And now we can do like, you know, a gluten-free fryer and then we can have like one. That's another thing too, like... I think, I don't know if that's like being Cuban, but I'm very OCD about those things. So like, she's like, oh my God, we're going to change the oil again. And I'm like, we have to change it. She's like, but it's hot. And I'm like, I don't know. They don't kick in mind. Like we're going to have to like burn ourselves at this point. But I think just overall doing pop-ups, I'm going to say the biggest struggle is getting there and leaving. But like selling the food is easy. That's what we're there for. I think whenever I get to a pop-up, like I'm like, good morning guys, how are you? And I'm there to sell. Like at that point, like, don't talk to me about anything else besides like the gnarly Cuban. Las pilas están Yeah, ponte las pilas, someone would say. Like you got to put your battery pack on <laughs> and you just got to sell it. And I think the worst is washing the dishes after and just getting there because obviously yeah. we do already bring everything ready from our commissary kitchen. So we're frying early and because we want to be a quick service. So, you know, maybe you're waiting for somebody else 45 minutes, but I mean, that works to my advantage. Where Correct. now you can get an empanada maybe while, while you're, you're waiting. Wait. Yeah, yeah. 
because you guys have it you guys have it set up which is what i love you have like the stand the where the warmer stand where it's like very that's my baby very like in like a regular traditional bakery where right. you get to see it right and you could be like oh i want that and you get to point at it and you guys take it and it's nice and warm yes. and you get to eat it yep. right there yeah. and then that's the beauty of it um which i absolutely love doing and yes i i can only imagine because i hate loading and unloading um, and all that. And I hate even more unloading. I can't even imagine unloading and then having to also wash. And also yeah. playing Tetris, right? I mean, it's like the, like, yes. like she said, the pop-up part is pretty much the easiest part, right? Like selling your food. Cause now you've, you know, put so much hard work into it and you're like, dude, I know that this is the best food or, you know, yeah. Cuban food in Orlando that you're going to find. And yeah. I say that because, you know, we work so hard just to get it here yeah. and, you know, to make sure that the flavors are right. But everything that goes around that is probably the hardest part for sure. Yeah. Getting there. And, and we've gotten more efficient. Of yeah. course, you know, we learn after doing so many pop-ups and, you know, pop-ups change for everybody. The markets are different. It can rain today. It can be 95 degrees tomorrow. It can be extra Florida windy. Weather. So you do have to prepare for those things and be ready one. for those things too. How often are you guys, since you guys do this full time, how often are you, how many markets are you usually trying to do? Um, Cause obviously there's markets during the week, there's markets on the weekend. Yeah. So like what's, how have you created, I guess we'll go with how many markets are you usually doing? Like do you guys have like a certain number. You're like, Hey, we want to do this many markets. And then how do you find that balance? Because you know, obviously no one wants to work for the man, but when you're working for yourself, you're also going nonstop Absolutely. and working more hours. Yeah. So how do you find that? Like, what's the time? Like, how do you find time for yourselves, uh, you know, as individuals, yeah. as a couple? And, you know, like, how do you guys find that, like, time where, I mean, because obviously I know you're spending quality time when you're working together, yeah. but that's also, that's, a, that's, like, yeah, that's also not, work. Yeah, it's not like your yeah, typical it's also quality pretty difficult time too. either, of course. right? Yeah. Because even though, like, some people are like, I love cooking with other people in the kitchen, that's like fake news. No one actually likes cooking with anyone else. That's not true. Because you have to find a balance, right? Because like I love cooking, but Nina doesn't love cooking, yeah. right? Like she likes doing more like the background things and stuff. But obviously like it's a two-man band. So I'm like, you know, until we get to hire some people, like this is what we're doing for now. But I think now we're a little bit better at like um, getting our time correct or kind of like balancing our time because at first we were just like work 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 and then i don't know but sometimes you're prepping before a market at like three o'clock in the morning we don't have those problems anymore because i'm like it's just not sustainable yeah to be up at three in the morning I'm like why the hell am i doing this at three in the morning so i think one of the best things that we learned was not to procrastinate and like mainly me, right? Because unless I cook anything, she can't stuff the empanadas. So I'm leaving her at a disadvantage where we're both like, okay, well, we hate doing this because it's three o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. So, you know, becoming more efficient actually makes us love us, like love it more because now I can be like, okay, now we have a routine. Like this is production day. This is accounting day. So I think having like a routine has helped a lot, Absolutely. but also just thinking ahead, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't know. No one ever thinks about like, we have to predict how much to bring to every market because yeah. I want to sell out. So I actually keep sheets of every single thing that I bring to every market. I put what time we sold out. I put what time I started selling food. I tell, I put like how many units of everything I brought. And I think keeping those things as like a small business owner, which helps a lot of people. And I know it's very tedious, but knowing your numbers and knowing what you do at every market is so important because you don't want to go to a market over and over again where you're kind of like, damn, I just made $15. Yeah. Right. Cause I mean, no one's going to live off of $15. Did you, is that something that you learned from someone else or is that something that you just kind of were like, Hey, you know, I think you're, are you kind of data driven as an individual? So I'm actually, I am data driven, but like to your point, I'm very old school. I love notebooks. I mm -hmm. love writing things down. I like making notes to myself, but I also realized that eventually I'm going to have to share this information with other people. So now I've moved on to like sheets. And now I also understand too, in order to scale the business, I need to have something that I can share with other people, right? Cause I can't yeah. keep all this information to myself cause it doesn't do, doesn't do me justice. Like I'm really just setting myself up for failure if I can't explain or, you know, I can't go back to my notebook and be like, Hey guys, can you read this? You know, cause they're going to be like, girl, yeah. this looks terrible, you yeah. know? So I think having like the sheets has helped us. And I don't know. I think 
I think in general, because we do it full time, when we first started, we used to say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to be there and I wanted to feed people. But now I'm kind of like, okay, we need to pick our battles because we do make everything by hand. So before if someone were to hit me up and be like, hey, can you do a catering tomorrow? I'd be like, yeah, I'll be there. But then now I'm tired. And now I just like, I don't know, we're exhausted. Yeah. So yeah. I think on average, we try to do at least like 10 markets. It's like average, like 10 a markets a month. Yeah, okay. a month. And then we also do like caterings in between. And then we also use the time in between to prep. Right. We try to do a lot of more caterings too. Because yeah. caterings, obviously, like it's secured. Like you've secured the bag Correct. with a catering because, you know, they yeah. paid you, you <laughs> delivered it. Ija, you're That's it. Yeah. No bamo. See yeah. you soon. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. I love that. No, I that I think that's that's great that you guys that's how you guys have figured it out because I always try to figure out like the because I don't I obviously I have a full time job. So like right. when I do it, it's like I try to figure out what markets do I want to do and right. not do. Um, I'm always mesmerized by food vendors, um, even like perfect, like Black Magic, mm-hmm. g- great example, like certain numbers of like, what is your number to have? Because right. sometimes you're like, well, how much do, how much is too much? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and how much is too little? Because God forbid you then sell out two hours into an right. event and then right. you're like, we well, we want to maximize on your time there too, right? Because you're only selling yourself short if I only correct. sold for two hours as opposed to selling for six hours or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. And that's always kind of the hard part when yeah. it comes to it. I, um, one, when you started talking about numbers and, and like the units sold and everything, mm-hmm. It brought me back to, um, I don't know why, one day I heard, I was at a la carte and I heard the Swedish truck. Yeah. And she used to, because... She's a powerhouse. She's a firecracker. Yeah. She has, she would remember, I I will never forget it because I think I sold, I was selling at the a la carte for just some randomness and I was talking with her and she's like, she goes, on this day last year, it was 87, it was, it was this temperature. And I was like, and that's how I know because that I was trying to, that's how I figure out when I go to an event, that's why I know like how well was the event received? How was the temperature? I mean, the weather, especially in Florida, it will definitely change that day, that market, that month. I want to say, especially like in the summer, and you can ask a lot of pop-ups and food pop-ups specifically, that's usually a slow month for us because you can come with all this food and all of a sudden here comes the torrential downpour. And that's it. And that's that's it because people are going to stay home. If you're listening to this and you do pop-ups, over the summer and it rains, get yourself some pool noodles. <laughs> I know you guys have out. seen our tent sometimes and I know it looks crazy, but the pool noodles keeps it from uh, like booing. Like, like buckling. Like buckling. A, So we put a pool noodle in each corner so that it doesn't kind oh, of so hold the, so water. So the water doesn't right, like we kind have, of pool together. We've honestly, we've lost like four, I think we're on our we're fourth on or tent fifth number tent. Four. Yeah. And it's because of that because the rain comes down and once it starts coming down too fast, it's just so much weight and we've had them collapse right on top of the food and, and now you're like, outside. save the case, save yeah. the case. Right. And I'm like, so, my job is outside. So what am I going to do? Just not do pop-ups? Right. I live in Florida. Yeah. So I know it's going to rain. You have to come up with solutions. Really. So, and we're Cuban, noodles. so we come up yeah. with solutions. You know, we're engineers no, at heart. Engineers, for engineers sure. at heart. And if you sure. don't know what that is, go Google uh, "amazing engineering" of how people from Cuba come to the United States, because <laughs> they uh, they definitely do some interesting stuff. Um, what do you? I just out of curiosity, when you're not doing food, what do you guys do for fun? Honestly, you may have caught me at the guest house a couple <laughs> of times. I think we like to go out actually and support other markets. We That's will true. go to other like I have markets. Seen you, yep. I have seen you at other markets when you're not selling. And then it makes me weird because I'm like, are you guys sell out already? Like when it's I so see you. People see us and they're like, you guys yeah, are here. Empanadas? Their eyes get yeah. You guys are here. Where are you? <laughs> but then I'm just there because I think like to your point, you never get to speak to people. I really don't get to walk around and see yeah. what people And there's have. a lot of like people yeah. that support us. So we would like to, you know, in respect support our community and support you know orlando too and being like hey guys how are you what's up i know it's a hot day but you know have a good day i hope you're selling if you you need a cup of water we'll come right back and bring you some water we'll bring it to you sometimes that's all Uh it takes for you to get through the event i don't Mm -hmm. know little things like that help out people i feel like as a small business i love seeing like my friends or my frienders um just coming out and being like hey guys like i came out for you or i came to buy some food from you because i mean you could choose literally anyone else that day i mean you have uber eats everything is so Mm -hmm. convenient now so because they chose me i feel like that's special to me so i want to reciprocate that energy it makes me happy to go i also love markets I love walking around as long as the weather's nice, right? But yeah. like, I love especially now, this, this is like my favorite time because I don't sell. I don't sell during the summer, and yeah. so like now, this is like my favorite time the of the year time. to sell because it's like. I mean, for you guys, it's got to be just as difficult. I can't imagine coming, you know, also, home with a bunch of t-shirts, t-shirts that wet. are wet. 
What do yeah. you do? Now you have to have those. You have to put them in the dryer. Yeah. I don't. So what I end up doing, yeah, that's the reason why I don't do any summer markets because I can't, I can't stand with it. So what I do is I have a wall. I usually have walls that mm-hmm. I can kind of put in. True. Um, if it does, if it does rain, I don't put any of them in the dryer. I actually have like an IKEA drying rack. Oh, true. And I put all of them in the drying rack so that they all dry. And nice. since I only have used one, and then I literally, since everything is folded. And wrapped already. Sure. I literally just can put like in their plastic containers. I just literally just start putting all the That's lids on. Nice. And then I just start trying to grab everything. Like, and quick. I <laughs> and you got to always play the game of like measuring of like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to move. You know, I don't want to put my table too far up front. Right. Because if it starts it's raining, I need to be ready. And we God forbid, too. you know, and then like then you have and I have like a whole thing of stickers. And, and, right. and it's, yeah, it's I hate it. I absolutely hate the rain. It's like there's nothing. I don't feel like we talk about it enough. No. I feel like people be like, I love it. And I'm like, girl, I don't know. But it was tough. When, especially tough. when like your underwear is wet, your socks, socks are everything wet. Everything is wet because the even the tent is like dripping down as you're right. doing it. Or the yes. fact that you have to try to grab everything. And then you throw already, it in the car. And it's bad <laughs> enough that it's Tetris in your car. Yes. Right. Like no matter what car, everyone's got it. Like whenever someone, I've had people... When people go, hey, do you want me to help you? I was like, no. The don't worst question. Don't even try it. And then they're like, well, why? I'm a, I could help you. And I was like, no, no. you're not. And I even Actually, like, I'm like, no. no, you can't help me because I know how everything goes. And you're gonna like, and and it's no. gonna take me twice as long just to tell you where to put it rather than exactly. you just doing it. So you know what? You've thrown everything. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I did that mistake one time. One time it started raining and I let people help me. I will. Love everyone. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. Thank you very but much. But please don't touch my yeah. things. Yeah. The only thing that, yeah, <laughs> no, I basically grab the tent. That's the only thing that's like not covered. I just throw yeah. it in and then I like, when I get home, I like, I try to open, open it, it up, up somewhere to try, try to dry what it up hassle. as much. It's, it's definitely, Florida life. yeah, that's definitely the, the one that kind of gets, but I mean, I love, comes with the territory, I guess. I love the markets. I mean, yes. I, th- I definitely, to me, that's what brings, to me, brings life to it because Absolutely. like, like you, when we were talking, like. When people actually come and talk to you because they like either one recognize you mm-hmm. or want to talk to you yeah. or because they follow you and like in that aspect of it, like the socialization aspect of it is what gives me like the energy right. that I need. Like I feel like even Correct. though it's exhausting and it's a long day because you're standing and you're doing mm-hmm. everything, but that's like the whole thing. Like I love, I'm like you, Marley, like I love talking to people about sandwiches and then like and then like and then like and then i gotta roll my eyes and i try not to roll my eyes because i'm like when they're like oh well i love going to uh i love going to Publix for sandwiches and i said yeah that's great but like have you been to these other places these other places i'm like what like you're literally in the milk district have you seen like we're like in the alley of like all milk sandwiches and they're like oh no i've never been there i've heard of them and then you're like dude seriously just, it also just give your community more, a chance. Yeah, but it also makes it like more intimate, yeah. right, too? Because sometimes you don't even meet the person who owns the business. I'm not saying like you should. Maybe I'm, of course, yeah. people are busy. But I kind of feel like, I don't know, now people can be like, oh, I know exactly who's going to sell this teacher. And most of the time, some people literally will tip me because they've spoken to me and they haven't even like ate the food yet. And then when they eat the food, they're like, dude, that was such a good conversation. And now I've had the food yeah. and I'll come back. Cause now I want to talk to you more. Cause right. the conversations we have at that gnarly Cuban tent, <laughs> For sure. I almost feel like it's like taxi cab confession. Right. Oh, really? Like yes. people actually just start confessing oh, you things? I know so they get very much. intimate with us. Yeah. At really? points. And obviously specifically her, but like sometimes just people... Beca- like people just feel comfortable, that comfortable. They I'm just, just not be like, afraid to have a conversation. Like, if you want to talk about bowel movements, yeah. I'm here for you. Okay. Right? Because we all well, need them. We if all you're got having, them. And if you're having the hard part is if you're having cafecito, Hello. I mean, sometimes right, that right, right. coffee makes you, that's, takes, it yeah. just happens. You know, and, and if you have trouble, it always comes into yeah, play too, right? Cause really? I'm, yeah. Because I'll be like, well, we got options. If you don't want to have diarrhea all day, you can have an oat milk. And they're like, Sign me up. I'm going to have it. Right. Because the only time people make exceptions with whole milk is with Cuban coffee. Because they feel like it doesn't taste good with any other milk. They don't care. But yeah. you will sacrifice your gut yeah. for Cuban you coffee. Will. You will. So who came up with the idea, since you brought up the, co- the cafe con leche and the coffee, who came up with the idea of, of getting it like in the little containers and all that stuff? Because that is like... That stuff People is like, it's those. like a magic potion. It is amazing. I think both of us. Um, I will say I'm more of like a hot coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. I never really drink iced coffee till... Okay, we're not sisters. We are dating. Because <laughs> people are always like, are you guys sisters? But when I started dating Nina... Um, basically she's like i love iced coffee she's also from new york so she has like probably like four iced coffees a day 
And you don't really have like a hot coffee. People are not making coffee in New York. They're just like, dale, nos vamos. Yeah. And if I find the, the nearest Starbucks or, you know, whatever, coffee shop. Or Dunkin' or whatever. Right. Yeah. And we also too. didn't want to work as hard, right? Because now I don't have to do anything. That's like another item out the door that I could, I just get it from the cooler. I take it out. Yeah. I didn't have to, you know, pour it or ice or yeah. any of those things. So I think logistically, we try yeah. to think too of like, especially because we do run the market world and the pop-up world. We want something like quick service fast because now I have to bring what ice now i have to figure out how the ice stays cold how the coffee stays fresh how yeah. the milk stays cold so but i think together is like ice coffee queens it. that too People it's love. always hot too right we always wanted to have coffee but we we're like dang it's summer we so can't hot. bring coffee because they're just not going to buy it so what can we you know offer yeah. so we i just thought of iced coffee because i, I think because like they're packaging. great like the little packaging, packaging. is like the People little love the them. little square little it's mm -hmm. like a little milk it's almost like an adult milk carton right but it's like the plastic one i've right. seen it like it's almost like the closest thing i've seen is like orange juice i've seen orange juice True. sold that way yeah. that way mm -hmm. um and it's just great because you have it set up where it's like you have both the oat milk you have yeah. the regular you have it in a cooler you can basically go and, and grab yeah, that's it. and uh and it's perfect because it's like the perfect little pick me up yep yeah, and it's it's just enough. Like you know, obviously, if you want more, you can get another one. Correct. But it's like just enough to get you like that little extra. I've seen people drink energy. like four or five Six of them of mm -hmm. those at a market. Yeah. I'm like, y'all wow. know this is espresso. This with is Cuban sugar. coffee. <laughs> I'm like, you need some water. <laughs> Take a seat. <laughs> I love it. What advice would you give someone that's starting out and wants to start something? I would say having a having a routine. Having a routine and also having confidence. Like if you're going to do something, just like, I don't know, I guess in Spanish you would say like, voy a mi. Like I'm going to do it, but like I'm I'm betting on myself to do it. Like yeah. I feel like a lot of people start things and then they're kind of like, well, I didn't get... I didn't get like, you know, the feedback that I wanted to get. But I mean, you're not going to be everyone's favorite. Even till this day, we're not everyone's favorite. Like I'm not the most popular bitch in town. But you know what? I love what I do. I do it with confidence. We we accept everyone. So I think being confident and having a routine, don't be a procrastinator. And if you are a procrastinator, definitely discipline yourself to know that like I need to be done at a certain time because I need to go to bed or I just don't need to work anymore. Like you have to have a stop point, like a stopping point because I am a workaholic, but I like being done at a certain time. So that way I can, you know, hang out or relax or clean my house because, you know, you've got things to do. Because yeah. you don't just run the small business. Now you're also like, oh, I still have to do laundry. You life. have to eat yourself. You know, you actually have to eat, cook. I don't know. You don't leave your house. Yeah. Things like that. What about you, Nina? Um, I think I think the routine was definitely a big thing for us because at first we just couldn't get that down, right? Your markets are on Thursday from this time to 11 o'clock at night. Then you have another one Saturday morning and you're like, oh my goodness, we Still didn't know. Things to do. Yeah, we're like, wow, yeah. the, you know, the bathroom needs to be cleaned and, you know, I forgot to eat now because I've worked so many hours. So I think we've figured out a routine now and, and you know, how we work efficiently with each other as well so that we do have a day off, you know, sure. whether that's a month, even it might be Mondays for us, you know, and we might be sitting down doing some accounting and some, you know, numerical things and stuff like that. But um, at least it's a time to just sit down and like, bring ourselves back to like kind of reality because you you after a pop-up I feel like we're on such a high sometimes from like talking to all these people and just working and running and your brain is just always going so it's good to kind of just like stabilize yourself a little bit and kind of reflect. bring yeah and just reflect and bring yeah. your all your ideas because us having those conversations on Monday mornings we're like wow now we've figured out you know, time management better, or we figured our numbers out a little bit better, or we figured that it rains through this time and this time. So let's maybe try to do earlier markets or something like that. So I think we come up with our better ideas on, you know, the days that we are off Mondays and Tuesdays, because now we're reflecting on what went bad, what didn't go bad, what could have gone better. Um, also, it's okay to say no. It is okay to say I no. I think owning a business, the best thing you can do is saying no, only because people think that because you're not at a market, that you're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's such a like mis like perception. Yeah. It's like not correct. Like even yeah. though I'm not at the market, I'm probably actually doing something. I'm prepping for it. Yeah. Mar Absolutely. It's just none of your business. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm probably working. 
yeah. or doing something to get to my next market or just like the next day. For sure. Sometimes you just want to be a couch potato because yeah. honestly, you social to, media You need to takes, be able to have that. You need yes. to be able to have my that. My ankles need it sometimes. We're just mm. standing so much, carrying yeah. this, yeah. carrying that. Do you so guys do, good. do you guys have like a anti-fatigue mat? Um, I was like a kick bright actually does that. They actually bring mats. We didn't, we don't on have one floor. at our pop-up, but we have one in like our commissary yeah. kitchen, the, yes. the cushion oh, the mat. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and it helps. Yes, it does. I like but like I think of them. 16 hours in, sometimes you just, you don't even know what's yeah. left mm-hmm. from right after no. a while. That's no. another thing too. Like yeah. we try to do, so I think now what I love to do is like predict my whole month. So now I know how much I need to make at the beginning of the month to get to like the end of the month because yeah. budgeting is really important as a small business, especially like food costs with yeah. like everything being we don't have enough money. Not that we don't have enough more. money, but you just don't want to waste money either, right? Correct. Like you don't yeah. want to go there, set you up all these things, and yeah. come back with a lot just of. Just can't food. go to Publix and be like, I need some Swiss cheese, right? Because now <laughs> <Too expensive. laughs> you don't have money to go to Publix and give them your your Swiss cheese. Like you need to go yeah. and be like, I need to buy it in bulk. And I think that's another thing that we learned too. Because at first I was kind of like, Oh my god, I need cups. I'm just gonna run to the nearest store and I'm gonna spend. $25 on cups. Yeah. But now I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense. And if I want to keep growing, then I need to scale it correctly. So right. I think because we do it full time, we're very frugal. As you should I'll be. I'll eat white yeah. rice and black beans for five days. I don't As care. you should be. Yeah. No, I totally Absolutely. get that. Yeah. Totally get it. What, um, before I, before we wrap up, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious on how, because you deal with the world of food and I, and I kind of know there's like, we live in an, and you said social media and do we live in a world where like, obviously like you have like everyone's easy to shoot out like off the hip. How do you guys handle that aspect of it? How do you handle the aspect of the, like the crap, like a crappy review or just someone like, Oh, I had this and I wasn't like, and then it's like, you know, and it, it, like, that's, that's gotta be tough because yeah. obviously you're, like you said, you're putting your heart into it. Right. Like, how do you guys, like, how do you, like, there's like, that's like the, like the great part of it is like when you get like the love and you get like the right. followers, yeah. but then that, that's just like the crappy part of it. Like how hard, like, how do you guys disconnect from it from sometimes? Right. Like, obviously you got to try to fix it, but then yeah. at the same time you got to kind of like a flip side to it. Of course you yeah. got to disconnect, you got to do a disconnect and be like, well, right. what the heck this person just, you know, they could have just come to me and said, Hey, well, I would like to curse some yeah. of these people out sometimes, Correct. but you Correct. know, you just have to do it in a, I guess it's like a professional way. way. You tell someone to F off in a nice <laughs> way, yeah, as nice as possible. You know what I mean too? Yeah. And I think Nina taught me that. She's a lot more like level-headed when it comes because she's also like managed events and stuff. For me, I think the training that I got from like my previous jobs, I was just like, obviously the customer is always right, right? Like I'm also not going to argue with people. So I think whenever I do read a review, whether it's good or bad, I think I always like kind of step back and I'm like, how could I have made that experience better? But also some people are just like assholes and they just want to ruin your day because they waited like an extra three minutes for something. And I'm like, you know what? Those aren't even worth responding to because really they were just here to criticize you. They didn't even care that, you know, they didn't care about the fact that you made this by hand. They ate it. They may have loved it, but because, you know, maybe you took too long because you are a small business and you are, you know, you're doing the best that you can under the circumstances given. Right. So I really don't, I, I don't reply. I don't. Yeah. I, we just, you, I mean, you pay them mind, but with, you know, a little gr- salt, you know, a little grain of rice or something, you know, you just can't, uh, take it too much to yeah. the heart, but sometimes, you know, we do mess up, so Correct. we can't say we don't. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. we try to move forward with that and we try to learn from that experience and or to I'll what she like, said. Yeah. Or if not, I'll be like, Hey, like, I'm so sorry about your experience. I'll offer you a refund and I hope you give us another chance. Also square gives you that response already because <laughs> they give you an automated response they give so you, you can make it easier you can so if, like someone has like a bad review um then you can kind of like read it and you can be like well hey so and so so sorry you didn't like it let me go ahead and refund this for yeah. you obviously with reason right like i'm not just refunding everybody's Correct. money but we also don't get like terrible no. reviews which yeah, is nice because no, i feel like Everything with love kind of comes back to you. So even if some people did wait 30 minutes, when they get to the front of the line, I'm not looking at them like, oh my God, get out of my way. I'm crazy. Yeah, you're treating everyone the same way. Yeah, I like to say the gnarly Cuban is very much like experience-based and then the plus is like the food is just so good. So we do try to pride ourselves in like the experience because once you come to the register, you don't mind that you waited 10 or 15 minutes in line, but now you have your food and it's right in your hand and you're ready to eat it. You also have your individual two minutes with us too or however long it may 
maybe like i don't rush people right a lot of people don't know what the menu seems like so i don't mind explaining and you gotta it to explain, them. It. explain it yeah. to them yeah. yeah how many times do first people be like what's on the menu and i'm like seriously i printed it it's here four I ways <laughs> i mean it's also visual you do have it right. written on like on, 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 the, on the well that's on why we warmer. did that because yeah. people would ask and they would ask and we have you know we have them posted everywhere whatever the case yeah. is and you know sometimes you got to just dumb it down a little bit no that's what can you do some people yeah. really don't be reading either well you know what it is it's like and i kind of I, I understand like you go and then you have like it's like everything and you're like where do i look yeah. where am i supposed to go where and it's start? like so many and things happening like, at know, once yeah and then like and then it's like overstimulation because you see so many different vendors mm -hmm. correct like sometimes people are like oh i didn't even see this and i'm like yeah it's because you were like literally just like looking walking aimlessly right. and not looking or paying attention so like a lot of times i will i will like i love doing that i like where i'm seeing someone where if they see my stuff and yeah. i see them from far away looking at it mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah he's just trying to figure out what the hell i am i actually will be like hey guys how yeah. are you and yeah. then they come closer yeah. and i'm like oh no yeah. i'm like oh i don't i don't bite come over here right, i'm like right, right. i'm like this is all and then like then you kind of that's the then, cuban in us too though i think we're like salesmen oh, yeah, at heart because yeah. <laughs> yeah. sometimes you see people at a market and they're just kind of sitting on their phone and i'm like yeah. yo you're probably not you're not really selling if you're yeah. just you know that's quiet to yourself too. but don't be on your phone during a market i think that's mm. one thing for us is we're always on our feet we're always got music on the back we're always like I think one thing with the gnarly Cuban Always is it, it. it's allowed us to be ourselves. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to step into like a corporate square and be this thing. And like for us, like I'm just Nina from New York, Cuban. This is Marley. You know what I mean? Like, you know who you're getting when you come to the front and you're yeah. just getting us too. I do love the gnarly Cuban. Yeah, for sure. Now that I, I'm, I think I always sit there and I'm like, how cool is the gnarly Cuban? Only because, I don't know, our families didn't have as many opportunities as we have now. So I think going back to even that question, now that I like, Think of it some more i think my most favorite thing about the gnarly cuban is being first generation cuban Absolutely. women and my grandmother sees me like working it and she's like dude you're fucking dude. rocking it like that's so cool that you get to like well we still have family in cuba too yeah. which are yeah. who are still going through the same struggles and you know 60 70 80 years down the road they still don't have a slice of bread to eat they're getting and i mean maybe to the listeners now you don't understand how difficult it still is in cuba but yeah. you can't just go to the store and buy eggs or buy in empanadas and like even if you do the I government mean, just gives you a, a kind of a quota for your family and that's it that's all you can have you don't get paid so enough to buy anything else you know you don't have a job that's paying you more than twenty dollars a month usually which sounds crazy to some people but now you have to choose yeah. between your medication maybe and like food so for us i think we're very proud in in being able to have this opportunity and maybe provide it to others maybe there's some people that that'll need a job eventually when we have the space to give it to them yeah. and stuff yeah. so yeah it's pretty cool my favorite I, yeah. and i i love the fact that you celebrate it because i think we tend to forget or celebrate like Absolutely. our accomplishments we really yeah. we're really bad i think we're kind of at least i tend to sometimes be bad oh, at we it totally and, I, are. It, and you for it's like a forced reminder of mm -hmm. like hey look at what i've accomplished and what i've done and i yeah. think a lot of people do do forget about like the whole idea of like how things are in cuba because obviously when they go visit they're visiting the the luxury the places they're not Dude, seeing customer that was so upset they went to cuba and there wasn't any food he said they didn't have steak they, they didn't, didn't have, have shrimp they didn't have rice and i was looking like, at him and i'm like honestly and obviously sir, you want to say everything in yeah. your like in the back of your head you're like wow i wish you were just you know because you can bring a cruise there and you can jump on the cruise you can jump off the cruise you could do your thing and you can get back on the boat and you can come but here. But you don't think about the people that that live have there to like watch you get on a boat. And I don't know. It's just yeah. obviously we understand because yeah. we understand the differences that they struggle through. But like some people don't understand that we have it so easy here. And I think we just we humble ourselves yeah. with that for sure. But I think even that like sometimes you don't have to humble yourself because of your accomplishments. Because if you don't celebrate them, who else is going to celebrate, celebrate them it? for you? Because a lot of people will look at you and be like, "Wow, you're so successful," but they don't really know how long it's taking you to be this successful mm -hmm. or how much hard work things. how much work you put into it yeah, all the sweat little things tears that comes you know to it, right because sometimes your car doesn't work like yeah. you can't just call your mom and be like hey mom can i borrow your car like no now i gotta rent a u-haul or i don't know like you get to a pop-up and you know the power that you thought you were gonna have you don't have the power so now you're like damn like what do i do now that Come i don't up with have a solution. power yeah so there's a lot of things that you don't call other people for so people just see and they're like wow you're so successful but i mean you're not calling them every time you have a problem being like, hey, can you solve it for me? Like you got to you as a small business, like you have to solve your own problems because yep. you don't have you also don't have like 
I don't know, $50,000 waiting for you to make a mistake. Right? Correct. That you can you fix know? or use or right. use yeah. as a band-aid. Mm-hmm. You, have, yeah. you have a lot more to lose, I feel like, as a small business owner. Yeah. But also a lot more to gain too, yeah. right? Like now your back's against the wall. Now you just got to make it happen. And I think that's how As we've I done it. I tell people, I'm yeah. like, we're twerking it. People feel like, how, what are you guys doing? I'm like, I'm twerking it. Twerking it. I'm twerking oh, it. Yeah. I am. I'm I am, making it work. Yeah, yep. exactly. Doing that's, what you can. That's all you can do. Yeah. Well, the best thing I heard at the beginning of the pandemic, and we've taken that and like ran with it, was you're doing the best that you can under the circumstances given. It's all you can do. Yeah. What are you going to do? But as long as you're doing the best you can. <laughs> right. Like continue For doing sure. the best that you can. I love with it. good intention yeah i love it this is this is a good way so um how can people follow you and where can people eat your food so you can follow us on all social media handle it's the gnarly cuban and gnarly is spelled g-n-a-r-l-y so the gnarly cuban facebook instagram I got a Twitter if y'all trying to talk some shit too. Honestly, it's a good time. Um, And we do a lot of markets around town. So if you go to our website, we have a calendar on there and we make sure it's always updated so that way you can come, hang out. The website is thegnarlycuban.com. True. And that's also how you can uh, do order catering if needed. Yes, you can also order catering. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of catering around town, your luncheons. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of things. Actually, City of Orlando, which is pretty cool. We yeah. actually do a lot of like sustainability events with them. I love it. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you both so much for coming. I appreciate you guys taking the time, especially since I know uh, a lot of market. It's definitely market season. That's so sure. uh, I definitely appreciate you having lunch with me. That's our show for today. Thank you so much to Marley and Nina of the Gnarly Cuban for coming on and having lunch with me. Definitely make sure to check them out. And I always say this, and obviously, I don't know if you guys listen or not or do it, but I want selfies, people. I want, like, if you're eating at one of these, at one of my guests' place or wearing their stuff or anything, I want selfies. I want you to support and share and be able to do all those things because that's kind of how we all grow. I don't, you know, none of this Facebook ad nonsense. We're doing, uh, you know, word of mouth is what I want. So uh, definitely, but definitely check them out. Definitely go on and give them a follow. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe. If you want to support me, you can check out my brand, Deli Fresh Threads. Um, Do some shopping and obviously tell your friends there. Thank you. Until next time, keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion. Thanks, everyone.